0: Welcome, and thank you for tuning into to the official podcast of Ology Research Group, exploring contemporary social issues via data, insights, and change. In previous episodes of our show, we have touched on the themes such as happiness, stress, trauma, and its broader social implications. On today's episode, we're accompanied by Greg Prasker, a modern-day shaman who is dedicated to working with clients who opt to pursue more alternative approaches to overcoming traumatic life events and toxic, toxic stress by employing a combination of hypnosis, sound healing, energy work, Buddhist mantras, and other modalities to help his clients empower themselves to live life on their own terms. Present today to discuss this topic from New York City, we have myself, Carl Letamendi,
1: and Jasmine Letamendi,
0: and recording from Always Sunny Los Angeles, we have,
2: Hey there, Casey Shap.
0: And also on the show today, we have, um, as I mentioned, the pleasure of being accompanied by uh, modern day shaman, Greg Presker.
2: Welcome to the show, Greg.
3: Thanks for having me.
2: Casey, take it away. Great. Thanks, Carl. So I'm a huge uh, self-help lover. So I have tons and tons of books and um, I'm always interested in my industry and just self-growth and happiness. And as it turns out, there's about uh, it's a 11 billion dollar industry. Um, as of 2015 um, and what I find fascinating about it is that you know I wonder if you know we're trying to find a better way to control happiness and depressions and anxieties and maybe the, the world's too complex and so I think it's amazing to have Greg in here to speak with us about you know his role as a life coach and a shaman um, so Greg what is a shaman
3: uh, a shaman is, uh, see, a lot of people have these misconceptions these days because, you know, with the, with the rise in plant medicine and people going down to South America to work with different shamans down there, that's not, you know, just what a shaman is. A shaman is someone that works with spirit, works with the earth, works with with animals, you know, just their connection to everything to help others heal.
2: So is it kind of like a male version of a witch?
3: Yeah, you could say that. You could, uh, yeah, and witches aren't a bad thing, you know, as, as I'm sure you know. But most people have this other misconception about that. But yeah, it's it's uh, you could you could say that there are shamans who are female as well.
2: Okay, so I mean, um, I don't really know much about it, but all I know is basically you use the earth, or you're very um, nature oriented in terms of the way you look at um, your practice.
3: Yeah, everything. I mean, it's, it's you know, not just my my practice. I do work with different plant medicines as well, CBD oil. And, uh, you know, the earth gives us these plants and and just other, and then, yeah, the earth gives us these plants to help ourselves, to really live more of a healthy lifestyle. And then, you know, that's just the physical part and, and the emotional part as well, because, and through our minds, through, through, through my help with, the spirit world you know and and when i do work i'm completely tapped in like i'm tapped in right now when i'm speaking it's just a message from up above you know it's it's i'm channeled i'm guided by by whatever comes to me and by your spirit guides as well so that that's how i do the work is whatever i'm guided to do for that individual i'm going to do whether it's you know hypnosis or chanting buddhist mantras or things like that it all depends on the individual Mm mm-hmm
0: You know, one thing that I found interesting, Casey, how you were you were mentioning about the industry is that people are going beyond what we consider contemporary medicine to pursue things that are going to make them happier. People recognize that just taking a pill every day is not going to control their depression or their stress. It doesn't it doesn't really solve the issue. It just it's just a superficial way of addressing the symptoms, but it doesn't really dig deeper into the core reasons why that person has the, the stress or they're not achieving happiness. And we've spoken on the, on the episode, on, on our podcast a, a long time ago about like social media, for example. And Jasmine and I speak about social media too all the time. And it seems like that can also help to propel, um, like feelings of like it, it can make people be more critical on themselves because people don't usually put online. Oh, I'm having a bad day. For example, you see the happiness, you see, um, people p- posting online things, um, you know, like, like the, su- it's like a superficiality kind of thing. And that, that kind of reinforces maybe feelings of, of, of loneliness for, for many other people. But this is to say that with, um, with, with our modern technology, we also have like modern stresses and modern traumas and all this. Um, so what, what do you think about that, Greg?
3: Yeah, I mean, today does uh, affect how we are. You know, we live in a world lacking self-esteem. Everybody, everybody I talk to, you know, and the bottom line is this. If you love yourself 100%, if you have that, well, it's hard to get to 100%, but that's when things start, you you know, things start happening. If you love yourself more and more, you treat your body better, you treat your mind better, you do whatever you have to do. But most of our stuff, what I've realized and, you know, how I got into this was what all started was with hypnosis is we all have our issues. We all have our traumas and, you know, trauma doesn't necessarily have to mean something that like, uh, you know, you're abused as a child or bullied. It could, a lot of people I work with with anxiety simply because when they were in the womb, their mother was anxious. She was stressed out. Like every other mother, now they took that upon themselves. So they became anxious people. So it's a combination of, you know, where things started and where, you know, they kind of exacerbate over life and the symptoms just keep hitting and more and more. Mm -hmm. And until we go to the root, it's, it's kind of, uh, stays with us. It's it's next to impossible to change.
0: Yeah. Cool. And could you, could you talk to us a little bit more about how you came to this work? How Like what inspired you or maybe what sequence of events led you to get to where you are today?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I grew up, uh, I had a Traumatic childhood. I was, I was, uh, I had a kidney disorder, and I was overweight. I didn't even realize that was traumatic for me, but that crushed my self love and self worth. And uh, so, over the years, I had a lot of friends. I was never, you know, I, I my kid, I had this kidney thing, and it went into remission. So I just kind of lost all my weight and I had a lot of friends. But deep down inside, I was never happy. I was anxious and I was depressed. So I was on every antidepressant, every anti anxiety from high school till. Uh, five years ago when I was 33 and then I just realized it wasn't helping it was just masking my symptoms so kind of just went through a broken engagement woke up and uh, a friend of mine always said she saw me as a healer and and she just said hypnosis and so ended up a friend of the family taught a class in New Jersey so I took the, let me take the class for free I took it and just working with others in class my life started changing I gave up all my medication which I would never suggest anybody do without speaking to their doctor. That's between, you know, them and their doctor. And, uh, you know, I, it just started changing everything. My, my life, I became more of a happy person. I mean, look, it's been years of work. This was five years ago, so it's not like it just happened overnight. But at the same time, you know, I'm uh, I, I studied under a different professor and, and I learned, uh, you know, more about the root of the issue and going back and You know, if you have anxiety, having that, bringing that anxiety up and then going back to find out where that came from, the initial time you felt that and just dissolving it away. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's all about nurturing our inner child, forgiving others. It's it's basically about clearing the past for an amazing future.
1: Yeah, I think this is this is great because it gives an opportunity for the audience to learn about you and your your training as well. Like what um is there any professional associations that people can learn more about the work that you're doing?
3: Uh yeah, the National Guild of Hypnotists is who I'm affiliated with. I've kind of you know, over the years since I've moved more into shamanism and that was through uh, like different ceremonies and I've opened up to you know, the energetic side of things. And I actually channel now as well. I could channel people's loved ones. That just came about two weeks ago. It happened out of nowhere. So I've kind of, I'm not really big into the whole organization of things. And I kind of do my own thing. So I've just kind of put together my own system. Whereas, but the National Guild of Hypnotists, uh, the International Hypnosis Federation, I'm a part of, and things like that. You know, the whole shamanic side, there's not really many organizations, you know.
1: Mm-hmm but it's a i mean i feel like that's great that there does exist these these, at least these associations because you guys can all pretty much network with each other and provide resources on what trends or different challenges you're facing with your practice and your work
3: yeah absolutely we have uh you know with the the gentleman i studied under the second one uh cal banyan we have like a whole group uh you know that we keep together and you know say one of us have a client that's going through something we can't quite figure out, then we'll, you know, we'll go on that group and everybody just helps each other out. It's really a beautiful like family.
1: That's wonderful.
2: So great devil's advocate. I'm just curious. Um, So how do you know those memories that your clients are going back to are real? Um, You know, there's a lots of findings to show that you can actually implant false memories into someone. It's, that's subjective is very very easy um so that's my first question because my example is if you go back to the mother you say oh well she was stressed when well, she was pregnant well oh mother's a stress that seems very um duh right yeah so I- i'm just curious like how would if someone like a skeptic like okay well sure she's anxious so what how would you approach that kind of argument yeah
3: well okay so i'll give you a little little story so i had this uh 16 year old girl who uh, she was adopted her and her twin sister were adopted from the ukraine and Mm -hmm. um you know all of a sudden at 14 she started having seizures and locking up she was like a track star in high school and just lost her whole life like went into a psychiatric ward so she they started bringing her to me when we went back and i don't suggest anything your journey you know i just guide you along i don't suggest like this is where it came from your subconscious takes us there so when we went back her issues came from, you know, she, she had abandonment issues from giving up and, you know, being given up into an orphanage. Now, her sister, it didn't affect that way. So it's all about conceptions as a child. You know, I mean, you could have two children where their parents fight normally, where one child thinks, oh, my God, mommy and daddy are getting divorced. And the other one is just like, all right, they're fighting normally. So it's just the way we perceive things as children that it comes up. Yeah, every single mother is stressed out. Every single parent at three years of age tries to get their child to try new foods some of those children that I've worked with, they end up, you know, their subconscious shuts it down, and they're they only allow themselves to eat pizza, chicken fingers, and French fries because that's their control. So it's just it's very different with the individual.
0: And then Casey, there's also uh, like a field of study within public health dedicated to um, learning about like maternal stress, and mm-hmm. also learning about like postpartum depression and like that relationship between the mother and the and and. Her, the child that's in in her womb because a woman who is who is undergoing lots of um, toxicity in in her day-to-day life for example like maybe she has a an unsupportive partner that's like yelling and beating her for example that child is more certainly gonna have more anxieties in like built into them as opposed mm. to someone who's been you know like a mother who does have a supportive partner who does yoga three times
2: a week. You know what I mean? I uh, one of the socioeconomic status differ. I mean, the, the mother who does yoga, she's probably coming from high economic family standing, then uh, most likely. No?
3: Well, I, I'm part of this group on Facebook that's like at 90,000 people all about natural foods, natural this a lot of them are just very low-income people trying to figure out a way to make this happen. You know, it's not just the, the yoga moms and, the, you know, the, the we're all looking for these designer <laughs> modalities, you know, the trendy modalities, what's next, going to South America, this, that. A lot uh-huh. of people are. You know, the world is waking up to, to being happy, to being healthy, to being, you know, living life in just this homeostasis, balanced world that where everything really is blissful and good. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, yeah, no, I do agree. They do make it harder because... If you live in the projects it's next to impossible mm. to get organic food and you know I know there's a lot of people that are moving into that opening up juice bars in in you know low income areas and things like that but it is very difficult you know so mm-hmm. it does play a part
0: and then also it just dr- reminded me Greg that also like even even how like if e- even how the 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 animal that you're eating is slaughtered could also have like a physical impact on you as well because mm-hmm. When an animal is undergoing a high level of stress, they release a lot of cortisol in their body. Then the cow is slaughtered. Let's say the meat is packaged. You eat it. You're ingesting that cortisol. Whereas if the, if there's like an animal who is slaughtered like instantaneously, like you like using I guess like the halal method or um, I forget um, kosher the kosher yeah like kosher or halal then that's different um, then you know because it's less likely that you'd be ingesting the, the cortisol of the animal because, you know, they didn't have time to undergo stress before they were slaughtered. So even like a lot of people don't, don't see that because all you see is like a pretty packaged bundle of meat that you're just cooking and eating it. But where it came from and what went into that, pr- the production of that food that you're eating also has an impact on you as well. And, um, I, I had a uh, question for, for Greg because, Um, a a lot of people may, may perceive like some of the practices, like meditation, something, for example, as something that doesn't fix things. Or maybe they might see that as like, oh, that's metaphysical. That's not real. So I think there's a lot of people who are, um, stuck on this perception that if I can't see it, it doesn't exist. So how, how would you or anyone who has that set of, um, that mindset um, how could how could you open up their mind to considering alternative approaches to to betterment or to maybe relaxation achieving happiness?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, it basically, you know, and it's funny because a lot of people come to me and speak to me about it and they're religious people and say, well, how do you see this? But you're believing in something that you don't see as well. You know, I'm not knocking religion or anything like that. So it's interesting that a lot of these skeptics are someone that believes in a higher power that they don't see, believes in spirits that they don't see. Um, but it's basically this. What I tell people is, how do you feel? You feel good going, doing things the same way. You know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. So, So that's just... Just it. If you've been going through a life of of 40 years of unhappiness, maybe it's time to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. And it may seem crazy to you, but, you know, who cares? Just try it. If you're not going to be vulnerable and open up and allow help to come in, then you're just going to live the same you know, the same way for the rest of your life. And to me, uh, you know, when, when something comes up for me, I reach out for help. To, I know a lot of healers around the world that are, you know, in my journey that, you know, are there for me. And, uh, and that's just it. You know, I open my mind. If somebody tells me that this modality made them happy forever, I'm going to try it.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, Casey, we can't hear you. Just kidding. How is your practice different from... Um let's say a typical life coach? Cause do you do what health We're mostly a career, a love or,
3: um... I, I, for me, whatever. Like if somebody wants, you know, I know a lot about nutrition, but at the same time, I, I you know, I'm not a nutritionist, you know, I could tell you, you know, go give up sugar. So I kind of hit it from all angles, but it doesn't really matter what, what you're going through. It all comes from something. So it's a matter of, you know, releasing that. And when I do work with people, I start out with a five session package. A lot of people I end up working with, you know, on three month basis, a six month basis. So, you know, for people like that, we're working on all the areas in their life, their business, their relationships, everything, you know. Um, so. Yeah, it's, um, it differs because a lot of coaches out there, and not knocking coaches, but there are a lot of them that go and take this system, and then they have this one-size-fits-all outline for everybody. Well, you know, we don't live in a one-size-fits-all world, you know, and that's why I love things like homeopathy and Ayurveda, because they go tailored to the individual. So that's what I do. So, you know, Casey, yours is going to be different than Jasmine's, than than Carl's. You know, it's all going to be different, and it's all what I'm guided to do. Your story is different than the next person's story. So what I do is whatever I'm supposed to be doing for you. And I do group workshops and, you know, a lot of Facebook Lives, things like that. But in general, it's individual work for the individual.
1: Uh, that's great, and it seems like a lot of the work uh, that you do in your practice, it's also it complements like the traditional medicine because a lot of folks that maybe they they need they need another you know alternative way to looking at things is this is like a, a way that complements how they can deal with these stressors or triggers that are happening in their bot in within them depending on like you said their journey. Is there like for folks that you know are are considering you know, going through like talking to you or any other type of shaman is there? Um, like, what is like what it what what's exactly like covered? Like, is it do you know if a lot of insurances cover your services or do folks um, the majority of the time have to pay and then they work with their insurances possibly to do like an out of network provider or something like that? So just thinking about like those sessions and and how people can get access to.
3: Yeah, um, I do not take insurance. Uh, I haven't had any clients over the years that have even tried to use it. You know, tried to to file with their insurance. I think there are some flexible spending plans that maybe there is a, a form five hundred two if you're looking to quit smoking or if you're um, if you're obese. You know, if you're diagnosed obese, that you will get it. You can, can get a tax credit for working with me. But in general, it's, it's an investment. It's, you know, it's cash, it's credit card, it's, it's, and that's what it is. It's an investment in yourself. You know, it's, it's the only investment that will never depreciate. You know, a lot of people, they kind of don't prioritize their, their health. When I first started, I'd give it away. I'd give it away to everybody. And there's no, you know, there has to be an even energy exchange. You have to value what you're doing and there has to be value to it. So, um, You know, you see a lot of people who might say, wow, that's expensive. I can't afford that. But then they're driving around really nice cars, buying new pairs of shoes all the time. So it's really about prioritizing. You know, you'll spend $3,000 to go on a vacation for a week to have a week of happiness and then come back and that's all over. Whereas we're talking about lifelong, you know, just changes, changes, changes.
0: Yeah. And you just reminded me, Greg, in our one of our first few episodes um, with that re- we recorded if not it must have been the f- very first episode it was about happiness and we called it mo money mo honey does money buy <laughs> happiness and i think we concluded that money can't buy happiness so if money can't buy happiness what like what does what does get people there uh
3: well it's about I mean, it's about being grateful for what you have, you know, that right now there's a homeless guy in freezing New York who's happier than most people out there. You know, it, that's where it starts. It starts from within It, you know, nobody can make you happy when you depend on a significant other or your job or money to make you happy. It never comes or, or, you know, moving somewhere is going to you're going to be happier. Yeah. You might feel a little more at ease, but that internal happiness, you know, you, you have to find it from within. You have to go within to find that happiness. And, you know, things like there's ways to do it, you know, I mean, it's a lot A big problem we have is that self-talk, that negative self-talk Because what we put out there. You know, the universe is listening. So if we're like, oh, I'm an idiot or I'm this or I'm that or I'm not good enough. Well, you're not going to be good enough, you know. And I, I, so that's the biggest focus to start is just that that negative self-talk of just, you know, and I even tell people to stop using words like if try and hope because you're like, oh, if this works or oh, I hope this works, you're giving yourself an out for it not to work. You know, so so I just say, just know it. You come in now knowing it. And you got to be 100% ready.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But that's just it. You have to, you know, I can't change. I used to push what I do on everybody to try and change everybody around me to be happy. But you have to want it. You have to be ready and you have to want it. So I stopped doing that. And now I, I give 100% to everybody that comes to me that wants it and is ready. But everybody else I can't, you know, I can mm. only focus on those that are ready and want it. Yeah.
2: What is your most memorable experience with working with a client, um, like the most transformative experience?
3: Uh, I mean, most recently, I, I started working with this girl who uh, severe anxiety just hated life. I mean, it's it's a, uh, yeah, it's rough, you know, because I I know what I could do and I know what the outcome's going to be. But I'm still dealing with people that are just suffering and I feel their stuff, you know, so mm-hmm. we actually put together. Uh, you know, she started using CBD oil for the physical aspects. You know, to stimulate that five HT one A receptor, the serotonin receptor, and then you know, because she had anxiety and depression. And then we started doing the work. Literally today, every picture is her just smiling, loving life. She was in like San Diego, just like praising the world. It's such a transformation, and you know, really the big ones in in my uh, in my career has been. Uh, Working with children with eating disorders, like I mentioned before, you know, finding out where that comes from and just simply where a child will gag or vomit if it's anything other than something that's so bad for them. But, you know, realizing like how that is control. And so seeing all these children I've worked with just overcome and start eating things, you know, I can't get them to start liking everything. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, the fact that they're open to eating and they're able to eat with that, it's, it's unbelievable.
2: Just curious, what does the session look like? Do you have a meeting with them is it more like a conversation is it meditation is it um, uh,
3: like
2: nature walks or because no, i've all, never yeah it's all curious. online
3: I, i've moved uh-huh. to all i had an office in staten island and i realized mm-hmm. that you know for me to go more global with it i needed to focus on being global so right. um so, yeah, so what we do, I mean, each session is different. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. for the first few sessions, it's generally I, I have a program I use, and then after that is whatever comes. But it's basically talk for a few minutes, and then we just get right to work. You know, the first session is really laying the groundwork, teaching you self-hypnosis, uh, giving you this tool called the zone of serenity where you can just at any time you need it, you take two deep breaths, touch your tongue to your teeth, and just bliss out. And then, um, you know, and then, and then we do some just general removing stuff from the past planting new seeds from the future so you know after that is when next, in the next few sessions is where we actually go back where i'll bring up that anxiety and we'll keep going back to you know find different parts in our life where, where we felt that anxiety until we get back to the beginning so it'll be uh it's the most relaxed most people have ever been in their lives it's it's nobody comes out and is like i hated that it's you can't you know it's, it's a beautiful thing i mean obviously there are some people who end up you know going back to the past and it's a little rough but most people have been that i've worked with even people who've had histories of child abuse bullying sexual trauma that they've all gone through it just handled it once and then moved on
2: yeah i i love this kind of stuff because uh i use um i i actually i'm the type who will do that kind of work and so i've been going to a lot of therapy and i do uh, one time i i went to regression hypnosis uh, and she was kind of like going back and I thought it was an interesting experience I'm just curious if you know, like if someone who is dealing with, you know life's issues Would you recommend them seeing a therapist first or to see someone more like yourself or like? When's a good time to go see a shaman life coach versus when to see a therapist?
3: Okay, well, I'll tell you I'll tell you a quick story with it really really quick Um, with a client. Um, this woman has a fear of amputees, people missing limbs. I've never met anybody like that. I doubt any of you have. That's one of the most random things I've ever heard. So she'd be going on, you know, going on vacation and almost miss her flight because someone would be missing an arm. And she was like a well put together life coach. So she mm-hmm. went for therapy, and therapist mm-hmm. says, "When do you think this started? Where, where did this come from?" She was like, "When I was three, so and so, you know, this." So now she's going for therapy, going for therapy, and they're never. You know, that's where they're getting to. So when we did hypnosis, when we when we uh, brought it up and went back, when she was born, she had a breech birth and her umbilical cord was wrapped around her arms. So she came into the world thinking she had no arms and somehow that manifested into a fear of amputees. So from things like, you know, so she could have never gotten there through therapy. So if a lot, you know, if a lot of our stuff comes from when we're in the womb or birth trauma or a year old to four years old, we don't remember that. You know, so it's it's kind of uh, I've moved away more from the whole, you know, Western ways and things like that. But people need someone to talk to. I'm not a therapist. I don't have time to, you know, sit on the phone with people all day and, and hear that. So it's it's you know, if people need it, then then sure, it's good. If you need someone to talk to, um, you know, hypnosis in the work I do is generally a last resort. I've tried everything. I've tried everything. And then they try the one thing that helps. So to me. Everybody should go through this. And, and not even just hypnosis. There's a million other modalities out there that get there. You know, Reiki is powerful. Just And I do a little Reiki, but not, you know. There's so many different emotional release therapies and all different things that people do. Psych K, that gets you there. But you have to get to the root. You know, that's it. So without getting to the root, I don't see how anything could change. That's why everybody probably is done with going to the gym that signed up January 1st. And it's back to quitting smoking because you're not getting to the root of the emotion. You know, the root of the issue. Hmm. So I hope that answers it in a, in a little more of a vague way. I can't really, um, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, it's interesting. I mean, what you're saying is there's a million one ways to get to the same destination. Absolutely. Yeah. And if it works for you, then go for it. Um, but you have to look at your root cause.
3: Yeah, that's, and you don't have, and chances are you don't know your root cause. Most people come to me and they, you know, I, I even stop listening when they tell me where their stuff came from because it's never that. It's always, for you know, even if. I, I had a girl who had trichotillomania who started pulling her eyelashes at thirty. But what it, you know, that's where she thought it came from. Got a, bro- a breakup when we went back. She uh, thought she was her sister was favored over her, so she had low self esteem. So somehow she started pulling her eyelashes out at thirty. So where we think it started, it actually comes from way before that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting how if you um, like you trace back some some behaviors when you're an adult you can almost always trace that back to when you were a child or or when when you know to some sort of like um out of the ordinary childhood experience like maybe somebody who is scared might cover their ears when they're when they're scared and that could be also traced back to when they're a kid as well Mm -hmm. so what would you say greg are some like some of the more common stressors that you're, that you're noticing nowadays, like, cause obviously, like, being a shaman and doing the work that you're doing today was very different than, like, what a shaman would have done a hundred or 150 years ago, let's say. So today, circa 2018 or 2017, what would you say are, like, some common stressors that you're, that you're seeing very often in our society?
3: Well, for one, it's, everything at the top it's the news it's the fear it's the hate it's the wars it's the you know it, it's we as a society are programmed to be kind of unhappy and it may sound crazy to some but but we are you know it's, it's people are addicted to sadness more because that's what they know so you know you watch the news how many happy stories are there in the news not you know you focus on things that you can't control and you know you worry about war what's going on in this country here Focus on yourself, you know, so that's the problem where we're distracting from by looking at all these other things. So, you know, it's the news. It's your friends. It's so many negative people around us and uh, so much toxicity in this world that causes you to be to not be vulnerable. You know, I work with a lot of men and, you know, as men where we're supposed to be this alpha male and, and that's it. You know, we can't cry. We can't be depressed because that's what society tells us. So now you have a whole bunch of, you know, men that are living in a lie that they're not true to who they really are. And they, you know, they may be a healer or they may be uh, you know, so that's why there's so many that are unhappy. And so I think it's just focusing on, you know, focusing on hating each other and just the whole division. Um, Yeah. Focusing, focusing on, you know, the division and, and really hating each other and letting, Everyone else dictate how you should feel and who you should be. When me, I, I know myself. I know my body. I know my mind. So I worry about me. And then everything else is second. You know, you're allowed to worry about yourself first and put yourself first. You're supposed to. doesn't have to be in a selfish way. You know, there's a reason why you put your oxygen mask on first. Because if you're not there, you can't help others. So, you know, you have to really worry about yourself first and focus on you. Doesn't matter if you have two jobs and seven kids, you got to find even five minutes a day to, to, to make that happen. And, you know, because of we let, you know, everything around us tell us how to be. So those stressors are family, they're friends, they're everything toxic, but we just got to find that peace within.
0: Exactly. And, you know, <clears throat> um, we, we kept talking on the episode about going to the root cause. So I kind of envision it like a tree that just gives like these poisonous fruits that keep dropping down and dropping down. And you could put in a lot of energy and effort, just trying to pick those fruits, those poisonous fruits from that tree, cutting the leaves, cutting the branches, but it's still gonna continue to grow unless you go down to the root and then just yank it out from the source.
3: Yeah, no, I I always say, like, hard work means nothing if you're not aligned with and open to receive what you're working hard towards, you know, in terms of... That's more in terms of the business side of, when I work with people like that. But in general, that's it. You could work hard at masking the symptoms and keep doing things and keep taking things, and even if it's not, you know, pharmaceutical things, even if it's supplements, but if you're not getting to... You know, and I, I also use things like crystals and essential oils, things that vibrate at frequency, because that's all healing as well. Mm-hmm. So really to... uh you know, we we look for that quick fix when uh, we need. There's there's a lot more needed, so we get hooked on these you know these medications. Like I was, and and uh, you know I was I was sixty pounds heavier when I was on these medications, and I actually realized the other day I never thought of this. I think I tried to commit suicide one day. I mean, I, I had to have. I, I looking back, I don't feel like. That's what the thought was, but I took over like 20 Xanax sticks and I got in a car and drove and got in a car accident, rear ended somebody somehow made it home fine. You know, somebody was up there obviously looking out for me. I wasn't supposed to go, but, Mm. but yeah, that's why. So, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not really supposed to be discussing medication, but I, you know, I'm here to help the world and that's it. So I kind of have to say what I have to say at times. Right. All right. Uh,
0: Well, thanks for that, Greg. And we're now uh, at the 30 minute mark at our show and now is when we tend to wrap up and move on to the bottom line is that cool with everybody
2: yay yeah okay yep. before we do that can you give us a website in case viewers listeners want to like learn more about what you do and contact you
3: yeah you could go on uh gregprasker.com g-r-e-g p is in peter r-a-s is in sam k-e-r uh, dot com. i'm actually launching that in the next two days so uh it's it's my my old site is hypnify.com, dot com h y p n o f is in Frank y dot com so that's kind of the basic of the hypnosis side but I'm putting it all together in this new website but you could check that out the other side will be up within the next two three days and you know you could friend me on Facebook look at all my stuff there and also our you know CBD oil website is superbals dot com s u p h e r b a l s dot com cool thank you all right, thank
0: great. you. And now we'll move on to the bottom line, and we'd like to hand it over to Jasmine.
1: Wow, today's episode has been so informative. We're learning about modern living, stressors, and everything that comes with that. We, there, there's been some themes. There's been a lot of discomfort. There's more diseases. There's more knowledge of triggers and stressors that are manifesting And how are we dealing with those? If we're we talked about different ways how people have found their journey and how to realize that they have control over the change that they want to see. So really it's about what I gather being able to advocate for yourself. If you find if you are self-reflective, you know that you need to advocate for yourself. And what is the best way for you to find a you know a complementary form of alternative. Practices that you might be looking for and that's something that we've we we we're able to gather from Greg So thank you for that. I'm the question that I have for the bottom line for the group is What what do you all do? to You know to handle stress like or or tension in your in your day-to-day and has that been working for you or not? I'll start with Carl first
0: Sure. So one thing that I do um, for stress and I, I try my best not to be, I tend to be a very organized person. I use calendars and checklists and whatnot. But when I feel like I do need it, I go for walks and I try to not bring my phone with me. I just go for a walk. I find nowadays that having a phone on you can be a crazy stressor. And even like in work meetings, you always see like people walk in with their cell phones and they leave them on top of the, the tables. And it's like, you know, calm down. You're not a fireman. You're not a, you know, <laughs> it's not, it's, it's not a pager. You're not a surgeon. Just, you know, just leave your phone behind. But I guess people feel um attached to it because um it's the way that they connect with everyone else. So, but I think by disconnecting and just leaving your phone behind and just going for a long walk, breathing slow, not really going anywhere in particular, but just walking is a, is a great way to connect to nature and to not be stressed out. It's better than smoking, better than drinking, and you feel better afterwards.
1: Awesome. What about you, Greg?
3: Uh, I want to say thank you for that call because I need that reminder because I am plugged in all day, every day. I'm on the phone nonstop, especially lately. And it's brutal. I need to, you know, and I feel the need to just constantly be there. And, and, but I know I don't have to be, you know, so, um, thank you for that. Thank you for that reminder. I got to work on that starting today. Uh, for me, for me, you know, just, just starting my day off with the CBD oil and, uh, and meditation really, you know, depending on what the med, it could be something I do for five minutes. It could be something I do for, For 20 minutes, you know, I have this, uh, this, I just got this portable home sauna that I sit in. I try and get in every day to just, you know, detox and, and, uh, self-hypnosis has been my, my go-to for years now and things like that. So, so it's really just, just, uh, you know, shutting it down when it happens, cancel, cancel, you know, I don't have to think about these things. It's pointless, you know, it's pointless to worry. It's pointless to to be stressed out. It helps me in absolutely no way. So it's just more the, you know, the awareness of it too. And really the, the food eating better, eating, you know, cutting out on sugar, the meat, I don't eat meat anymore. So those things have helped me live a much less stressed out lifestyle. Damn those sugars. So, so I'm working on it now. I'm almost there. I just can't need issues. So I'm trying to get rid of that. And it, Oh wait, I yeah. I'm getting rid of that. I'm not trying. I'm getting rid of it. Sorry. Yes.
2: There you
1: go. Right.
2: <laughs> I guess I'll go next. Um well actually I'm finding that depending what kind of stress, I use different means. So if I have trouble with boys, I go to my friends. They're actually pretty good with, with helping me handle what relationships uh for when it comes to work i go to my parents because i trust the wisdom they're really really good and everything else um i started journaling and meditation um so every morning before work i do a five minutes meditation and you know just writing positive affirmations about you know today's gonna be a good day i'm gonna finish this today you know this is what i want and you know i'm, I'm grateful for this this is this in my life and i'm really grateful to be here alive and healthy and fabulous so that's how I deal with the stress.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <gasps> awesome. And I'll go next. For me, how I deal with, with stress is more like a holistic approach. I have an awesome partner that I can talk to, Carl. Right? <laughs> and so we are, you know, we, we understand each other and we we talk about everything. And I, it is. It's a privilege to have that. So that, that's that been a way that I've been able to release tension and know that it's, it's a safe space to come home to and be able to have that. But aside from that, I've also been going more on just different ideas of thinking about how do I eat more healthy. So just making... Food at home and preparing it, so I could take it to lunch for work. So then that way, I'm also saving money as well. But that and the fact I know what I'm eating in my ingredients, because eating out every day in Manhattan is is very expensive and it's also it's stressful because you're like running to the next stop and then you you know to grab your your stuff from a restaurant. Then you have to bring it to work, or you're gonna eat there. So just I feel like by cutting that time, I'm able to just eat my lunch. And from there, either if I want to go for a walk, I'm able to do that and I don't have to rush or come back. So those are some ways that I've been handling stress and and tensions that happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thanks, everybody, for that. And uh, on behalf of the team at Ology, Greg, thanks for spending some time with us today. Thank you. And um, to our listeners, now we turn to them. What do you all think? Are there any topics you'd like to hear on the show? Would you like to join us in an upcoming episode? Make sure to send us your thoughts at info at ologyresearchgroup.org. And also make sure to check us out on Twitter at Twitter handle research, And also check out Greg's upcoming website, uh, cur- uh, current website, gregprasker.com. Have a great week, everyone.